Welcome to Buenta Vista, episode 75. It's me, Andrew. I'm here with Lucy. G'day. G'day. All the way from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. She's continued to call in a dedicated tropical correspondent. Tropical correspondent. I'm wearing a lei, wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yep. Sweating profusely. Chased by dinosaurs. <laughs> Chased by dinosaurs. That's what you understand to be happening on all islands, Theo? That is Wait, correct. Let me just mm. all tropical islands. roll this back a little bit. So, your, right. your understanding is that because they chose Hawaii as the filming location for Jurassic Park because, because there the are dinosaurs, dinosaurs there. All right. That checks all, out. Okay. Already there. Checks yep. out. That, that's they saved money on having to do CGI ones or animatronics. Um, that's right. The first Jurassic Park famously no CGI. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, we are joined by, in the same room for once, uh, Theo and Ben. We've done Hello. this once before, like the first we time, did. Uh, oh. but we were in different rooms. Yes. I remember that. I think because you only had like two PowerPoints in your entire apartment. <laughs> I don't think that's what the problem I think we were worried about microphone bleed. Uh, oh, which we are now no longer concerned we about. a high-tech mic set up now. We do, uh, which is microphones being held... In our hands, yes, on the same couch, as opposed to fifty-dollar USB microphones placed somewhere in the room as you yell at them. Yes, yeah. Hmm. Well, um, we've got some breaking news here in the wake of the Victorian election, which is that um, Tim Wilson, uh, libertarian MP for the Liberals, uh, has just announced on Twitter that he has formally resigned as a oh, member yeah. of the Victorian Liberal Party. Oh boy. But I wonder if he's just, like, resigned from the Victorian Liberals, but is still a member of the Federal Liberal Party? You would Mm. assume so. Just distancing himself from the losers. So, the Liberals got slaughtered. We should should clarify that. Just absolutely slayed, murdered into the ground. We Mm. have just had the Victorian state election, and uh, there has been a murder committed. The victim is the Victorian Liberal Party. They, they did they lose even more seats? They lost a lot of seats, as far as I they know. Lost like a huge amount of 15 seats, fifteen or so. Whew. Significant amount, and some of them were like safe liberal seats too. Damn. So going into it, I mean, I think um, they were expecting maybe a four percent, four percent swing to Labor, who were you know already the incumbent party, um, <clears throat> already, which is you know obviously very strange for a second term premiership. Um, and it ended up being an almost 5% swing towards the ALP. Um, 52 seats to the ALP, still still calling um, 10 more, and 24 to the LNP. So just an absolute slaughter. Yes, so that was uh, Premier Daniel Andrews, his Labour Party, and they've, they've done good things. They've done quite progressive things. We're all centrists now. They've well, they've <laughs> they've actually they've actually invested in infrastructure. They they rolled out like the safe injecting rooms, mm-hmm. which the uh, which the LMP. Um, uh, oh, they said they were going to get rid of. Yeah, they, they got in. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. pushed to kill it within like the first week. Yes, uh, and they asked them why, and so well, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a room where injecting happens. Yeah, um, well, I I was watching the debate where this came up actually. Um, uh, so, I should well, I should say the other good things they've done. They're subsidising IVF treatment for families, free, free dental for kids. 
Um, well, those, yeah, those were the election promises going, election promises. going in. Yeah, um, yeah, but they have also stuff. done stuff like changing the rental tenancy laws so you can to do wild shit now, like mm-hmm. hanging up a picture without a written permission from your landlord. You can having have a pet. Was that specifically one, the, the picture hanging thing? Yeah. It, w- it was about being able to do extremely minor modifications without getting permission from the <sighs> landlord, such as hanging a picture. That yeah. fucking kicks ass. The pet one, obviously, that rules as well. That shit, it fucking... It's so good. Well, they also strengthened the... I think they strengthened and clarified the requirements around what they actually have to provide for people. So, um, I think the laws were loose enough before that they, you know, had things like, oh, you have to have a, a like, working way to heat and cook food in the house, you know? So, like... <laughs> Sure. So, so people would call their landlords and say, hey, my stovetop is broken. And they would go, well, the oven still works. <laughs> so I'm not going to fix it because technically you can heat you food can in that house. Yeah. Um, so, so they've really strengthened the laws around stuff like just, just what constitutes like a baseline of an acceptable dwelling to rent to somebody, basically, which is very good. But hmm. Andrew, what about the landlords? What about... What, what about landlords? About poor landlords. Um, going to have to cut down from 10 to 8 rental properties. Well, yeah, I, um, I, that is a great side benefit of this, of just making boomer landlords extremely angry. Which oh, is really I bet good. the I whirlpool it. forums right now must <laughs> be <laughs> going absolutely nuts. They Tenant so is mad. demanding that the light switches should work now, yeah. and apparently that's protected by law. Yeah. So, in the course of their re-election, they absolutely destroyed Guy Matthews, um, who looks like a haunted ventriloquist dummy modelled on a depressed version of Pee Wee Herman. Were you jokingly calling him Guy Matthews, or are we just calling him Guy Matthews now? Guy <laughs> Matthews. Like Guy Smiley, but Guy Frowny. Matthew Guy. Hey, uh, Guy last time the headlines were saying Guy destroyed, it was uh-huh. about that missionary that went to the island. <laughs> oh. oh, yikes. Oh, oh bless those islanders. God I ho- bless I them. Hope they, I hope they never let anyone on the island without putting arrows in them. <laughs> oh, so good. That's their policy. If you've got an arrow in your body, you can come right onto the island. They are, they are not interested in Wi-Fi. That's <laughs> 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 a general assessment. Um, so, yeah, Matthew Guy, who sucks incredibly. He was the planning minister under the former liberal uh, state government in Victoria. He sucks. Plan to oh, win. He was, he was basically... <laughs> He was basically known for just rubber stamping fucking awful corporate developments and bulldozing heritage sites to put up like a 200 story apartment block and all that sort of shit. Um, just Check out uh, Chode Bjelke Peterson over here. <laughs> just terrible, oh, terrible. Hold on to that one. This first time. <laughs> just a terrible, terrible history there. Um, and yeah, in that, in that debate, uh, my wife was watching the town hall debate. Um, with b- between the two leaders. And when they got to the safe injecting rooms thing, where they said, ah, we will get rid of them, we'll shut them down in the first week if we're elected. And somebody asked them a question about it and said, well, all the evidence shows that it saves lives and helps people quit drugs. So what are you basing this on? Like, doesn't the evidence say that these things are worthwhile and working? And he said, nope. And they went, so what, why, why are you doing this? And he said, oh, it's a values judgment. 
So you can be shown all the fucking evidence in the world of a thing actually working and having a positive effect for society, but you can just ignore all of that and revert back to, um, druggies are bad. Yeah, my values are junkies should die, so... Which is very similar to um, to the New South Wales state government, where they had like that handful of overdoses and deaths at a music festival mm-hmm. a month or two ago. And in the wake of that, lots of people were saying, start allowing pill testing, legalize mm-hmm. pill testing. People are going to do this stuff no matter what. At least make it so they know if they're going to die if they take the things. And... Yeah, that that liberal government's response was, oh, no, we're not going to do anything that makes people think that taking drugs is okay because it's not okay. It's like, so you would literally rather young people people die? die? Yeah. They would. They would. They're like, we're opening ourselves up for expert input into this commission, into this thing. Uh, But regardless of what the experts say, this is one thing that we're absolutely not going to do. It's great. It's yeah, really just, great. just from a starting position of we will absolutely not allow this thing because it's like tacitly endorsing drug use. But it's isn't it the same as any fucking argument over like prohibition style stuff where it's just like pe- people have done this and will continue to do this. It's the start of fucking time. Mm-hmm. So you can look at evidence or you can say my position is that junkies should die. So, while it's good that the Liberal Party got fucking destroyed, we can all agree on that, I think. Um, and, and again, it also continues to bode very poorly for the federal election, the Liberals. Mm. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to tell which... I, I think um, Matthew Guy put together a campaign so incompetent that it's actually bizarrely difficult to tell which way the blowback is going. Mm. Yeah. yeah, the actual right? campaign like was just terrible. Yeah, because usually it goes from federal to state, right? So you have a shitty federal government that just can't stop um, having its pants fall down and doing a shit in the street, and that blows onto the state government. But this is just a, this is like, it, yeah, it, it it's is like a absolute, cyclone of farts. It you is can't absolute tell. murder. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I think that this will then, in turn, blow back on the federal government to to really like. Um, discredit them well there was um i mean i mean as part of the campaign they have run on the only thing that conservatives know to run on when they can't think of anything else black teens Um, yeah black teens coming to get you coming to get you in your home and they they mainly ran on like law and order and being tough on crime and gangs and everything despite again all of the actual evidence that crime in that state has gone over gone down by like the, i think like youth crime has gone down by 40% over the last 10 years or something um and like again evidence based stuff and the directions of the actual police saying please stop making this stuff into, like, Sudanese gangs and everything. Yeah. Like, you're... Like, they had, like, the cops out there saying, every time you go on about this shit in the newspaper, you are the ones glorifying this, and, like, you would be making groups of young guys go, whoa, look at that. We can be a badass gang, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, just stop it. I think they were saying as well, like, a lot of the time they were like, the kind of stuff that you're talking about of just like some kids getting into trouble and shit is is not you are absolutely giving them way too much credit to call them like a gang a street gang all that sort of shit yeah so um 
like well, I was watching the election coverage last night and they crossed to a liberal candidate and they were talking to him about the campaign they had run. And he said, um, well, you know, I tell you what, when I'm door knocking or like when I'm at an event and somebody comes up and they grasp me by the hand and they say, I'm not, I don't feel safe in my own house anymore. I'm scared all the time. I freak out when a possum jumps on the roof because mm. I think people are trying to break in and come and get me. I wonder uh-huh. why. Why are you feeling like, like that? Yeah. I was just like, that's the whole campaign you've been running is that everybody should be scared of all this shit all the time. Like what you're describing is someone who's saying, well, nothing's happened to me, but I'm deathly afraid of it. I'm extremely scared that the brown teens could be coming for me. It's a very specific group of people that are scared of this. With uh, getting terrified that someone's coming to get you when a possum jumps on the roof, because that's a lot of the time I spend in my house when I'm high. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Very frequent. I don't know what those possums are doing, yeah. but it is terrifying. Uh, mostly screaming, I think, is my um, the my worst noises in the possums. world. Yeah. Oh, they sound horrifying. Do you, do you have opossums over there, Lucy? Not in Hawaii. There's like mm. no scary nature out here. Nothing. Uh, I saw a poison dogs. dart frog, which you shouldn't lick, but you can mm. touch it. Ah, that's a good distinction to make. Why yes, would you want to touch it? Because it's a cute little frog. Okay. He's very but, cute, but, but you shouldn't lick But don't lick, lick your fingers. No, yeah. don't lick After your fingers. <laughs> they have enough poison to stop a human's heart, which is adorable, really. Cool. <laughs> it's very cute. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Um, I think that was and, and they, nature corner. Doing so, so <laughs> So they asked that same liberal candidate um, about whether or not he thought that the leadership turmoil on the federal level had had an impact on the campaign. And he said, um, and it was another one of those great <laughs> moments where they, they totally just show their ass when they don't mean to. And he said, um, oh, look, you know, I've, I've been out there door knocking for months. I had my billboards up four months ago before the election started. And he said, well, a picture of me with my family to demonstrate my values. <laughs> my, <laughs> my values Christ. of having a family. Look at these people I've produced by fucking. I've fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my, my, um, I wanted to demonstrate to the community my values that mainly revolve around <laughs> raw-dogging my One, wife. My <laughs> condoms. <laughs> One, condoms are bad. They Two, feel terrible. No Get them out of here. So, um, so, you know, he says, oh, I've been campaigning and everything. And they said, well, and he said, when the leadership uh, challenge and everything happened, that was a pretty rough week, you know, that was... Um, he said, you know, we were having some pretty hard conversations with voters when we were going out and door knocking about that. So we just we decided to take a week off and then everything settled and we got back to it and talked to people about their issues. And the guy went, so you stopped campaigning because of it? And he was like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you don't, you, he doesn't even register with him that what he's saying is like the fallout from it was so bad and the negativity with which it was received was bad enough that we just stopped talking to people. That we couldn't be seen in public. Yeah, it was like we we cannot mount a, a, a coherent argument about yeah, this so like, we're just going to duck out. Yeah, if you're out there like door knocking, then part of what you want to be doing is like talking people around to say, well, look, no, no, Scott, Scott Morrison's got a vision of the future. You know, we'll all be going like onwards and upwards with him, but they can't even do that. Not even like reaching that level. I think yeah, it's taking a week to make sure you reflexively learn what the PM's name is. Mm. Instead of being like, Prime Minister Turbo, <laughs> oh, oh, fuck oh, it, oh, god damn oh. it. 
just getting a drilled week for self care. <laughs> Doing coloring books. So um, so while it was good to see um, uh, in the words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, hmm. it was good to see the Liberals getting a mud hole stomped in their ass, <laughs> as he would say. Um. What I was very concerned about during the last sort of couple of weeks of the campaign was what seemed to be a whole bunch of very fucked up punching to the left by the Labour Party. Um, There seemed to be a bit of a consensus that they had decided that Matthew Guy was not a threat and that they were going to win the election. And so it was more important to focus on taking back some of the seats that the Greens hold Mm. in the inner city. Um you know, obviously they see... Which they did. Yeah. The Greens um, did yeah. not do very well. Well, and I think that part of the reason for that is that um, there were a handful of candidates and staffers that had people go through their social media posts right. dating back, you know, like up to a decade kind of thing and then supplying all of that to the fucking Herald Sun, yeah, that which sucked. is well, an so absolute rag. What I heard was that the uh, the guy that did it, Jet Fogarty or something, absolutely ridiculous name, had shopped it around everywhere, but the only place shitty enough to run it was the Herald Sun, which is maybe like Shocking. the most damning thing. Maybe a sign as to what it is exactly that you're doing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it was very, very shitty. And so one of the people that this happened to was... um friend of the show joanna nilson who we actually kind of talked to way back when we sent friend of the show andrew to a screening of the red pill and because we bought a ticket we thought that we would donate some money to offset the harm that we would do (laughs) (laughs) and and at um joanna's urging we donated to the ywca that she volunteers Mm. for she volunteers for a lot of um volunteers for a lot of like women's groups and domestic violence groups and that sort of thing and she was running as a candidate for the greens and she found herself splashed across the front page of the the herald sun in melbourne and she wrote a piece about this for the guardian and i will just read a little chunk of this from the start here Uh, She says, about 5pm a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting at my desk when I called back a missed number. It was a News Corp reporter who had been ringing me for about 15 minutes. What could they possibly be wanting from me, I thought, as he introduced himself in the sort of tone that immediately makes you panic, to the point of dizziness. I've got some posts that you've made on Facebook, he said. My ears started to roar. What? What posts? The next day, I was splattered across the front page of Melbourne's Herald Sun while the entire state of Victoria muttered, who? Into their morning coffees. (laughs) Unless you're unbearably familiar with Australian underground punk bands or the minutiae of local leftist politics, you'll have no idea who I am. I'm Joanna Nilsson, a former Greens candidate. My notoriety came about because four years ago, I was in one of those secret Facebook groups for women. It was a place where we could be rude and ridiculous, full of braggadocio, vulnerable, sad, and truthful. We thought it was a safe space. I was, and we all were, very naive. I joked about shoplifting and minor recreational drug use. I made off-color remarks. I was foolish. After a while, the group started to implode, and I left. I had forgotten about it. So, basically, somebody has found posts to just a Facebook group from years ago. Again, Clearly joking, too. Just joking posts. You know, nothing actually offensive. 
Even if they weren't, right? Like, so the, the posts that were highlighted were like, I'm very good at stealing from Woolworths. Mm. I like Nangs and I have a lot of <laughs> weed. Those were like the three posts. If yeah. anybody personally told me those three things about themselves, like first off the bat, I'd be like, you and cool. I are going to be friends. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> we share the same values. <laughs> so, so she withdrew from her candidacy on the basis of this. And it's obviously been a, a very rough time for her as well. And like, it's just, it's just so clear how fucking disingenuous the whole thing is. Like, yeah, when you, when you take somebody's post. So the, the posts they had on the front page here were, her, uh, her saying don't steal from Coles go to Woolworths take a plastic bag full of other stuff put it in your basket then load all the expensive stuff in that take it out and go through the checkout with that on your arm mm. and pop through a soda water Clever. and another another post saying oh please bitch I am the baddest shoplifter there is <laughs> so and they and they cast this as like her teaching people how to steal <laughs> and saying that stealing is good like, it is stealing is good though. It is good, but they don't believe that when they're writing that they don't. They know that it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and then so uh, particularly in the case of another person that I think we may all have known online, um, a Twitter user who went by Max, you think, mm. who was a staffer for a Greens member, just a staffer. But also, this account had no association to the Greens. It didn't have his yeah, name not on at it. all. I had no idea who he worked for. Yeah, it didn't no, say I'm a staff or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I've I have uh, met this guy in real life. I made him a delicious brunch one time. Nice. All right, well, nice. All right no need to brag. Yeah, but, okay. Strange flex, but <laughs> <laughs> strange flex. Strange flex. It's a meme. Yeah, Curious. I don't think you have to re- you'd have to recite the words <laughs> like incantation. Uh, Strange flex, flex, but all right, my dear man. <laughs> what an odd flex, but certainly go on. So, fuck off. Um, so he he got doxxed again to the same newspaper about tweets from like 2012. Shit posts. So just like six year old shit posts um, about. Like, and again, so here's the excerpt from the article, right, in which they are casting this as they said that he had posted um, pro pedophilia, um, Islamophobic, and something else tweets, right? Something about sex fetishes. So apparently, <laughs> he worked for Greens North Coast MP Lydia Thorpe and joked that quote: "If we started locking up everyone who's addicted to child porn, there'd be nobody left." <laughs> and that Muslims wanted to quote ban my favorite hobby, greasing myself <laughs> up in pig fat and oinking like a grunter. <laughs> So again, to to attempt to cast this as though these are the serious things that somebody thinks is mm. just so fucking disingenuous. And like yeah, even bullshit. the fucking maroon at uh, the Herald Sun that wrote this up knows that it's the opposite. Like it's they're well aware that they're satirical, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to do these things in good faith. You could just be like, this tweet says the words child porn, therefore... This person is a child pornographer. So, well, here's the worst part about it to me, right? Is that these these things and some of the other candidates have been used specifically 
to to say, ah, oh, the Greens have a massive problem with sexism and misogyny in their ranks, right? Mm. Um, now, I agree that there is a clear problem in the New South Wales Greens where they have had a candidate who has been accused of sexual assault and harassment and been investigated internally. And recently, um, two, two of their uh, MPs or senators or whatever, Maureen Faruqi and Sarah... Sarah? No, I've forgotten this lady. Um, have, like, used... They, they used underprivilege in Parliament to call on Jeremy Buckingham to resign. Mm. Uh, because they have said we we believe the people who have made these accusations Which, about uh, you. Di Natale ended up backing as well. He yep. went on record saying he didn't think that uh, he should recontest the next election. Yep. So the the leader of the federal party has stepped in to say this guy should step down and get out of here. And uh, so so the person who got banned from this, Max, you think um, he posted online about Jeremy Buckingham is a piece of shit and he needs to step down and I want to be in a party where people are held accountable for this stuff, where actual action is taken, where we listen to people who are accusing him of this sort of thing. Like, that was very much his position. He was like, fuck yeah, Marine Faruqi. Like, thank you for doing this. This is a thing that needs to be said and done, right? So that is very much what he believed and what he very frequently spoke about. A tweet that they have screen capped and put into this article is him saying, If I was a Greens MP under suspicion for sexual assault or a party figure implicated in a wider culture that is unsafe for women, I would simply claim that any and all claims are a factional attack. <laughs> and they have put that in the paper as him saying... Genuinely saying that. Him saying, oh this God. is how you get out of being held, for a, held to account oh for this. Oh my God, it's bullshit. And, like, as anybody who is familiar with posting, as we are, would know, this is just the format of a meme, which is, if I were to be in situation, I would simply overly obvious answer to this thing. And it's not like, even hard. It's only one layer of irony. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very even, basic it's irony. It's not even particularly deep irony, you know? So it's, and it's a very obvious reference to him calling out the culture within his own party that has led to Jeremy Buckingham not having to step down yet. You know, uh, he's, he's been a staunch advocate for the women who came out and accused him of this stuff. Um, it should be noted as well that, like, Jeremy Buckingham, in response to these accusations, said, I was cleared. I was cleared by, um, by this investigation. And, like, the, the actual language used in the investigation was, like, we cannot find sufficient evidence under the definition of these acts in the law to, to like, beyond, prove beyond all shadow of a doubt that this thing mm. was committed. Yeah. It's basically just them saying, look, we, we can't prove it in court. Yeah, it didn't make a ruling either way. Well, it was, it was, you know, the fact that he used that language as, like, I've been exonerated. Yeah. These people saying, we technically can't prove he did it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like so fucking shady. So there was also the so so Paul uh, Max, you think, has resigned from the party. He had to offer his resignation. He has lost his job now. Um, and Angus McAlpine, who was also a candidate, um, was formerly a rapper. I think he is a dude who is obviously right. from a very working class background. He does a lot of his stuff in just his high vis from work, you know. And 
he had um so they unearthed uh lyrics from his rap songs from 2010 about uh lyrics about date rape and i guess the general misogyny that you find in hip-hop pretty much and the the party leader samantha ratnam said we're not going to ask him to resign um, because, you know, this is the person that he used to be, and the person he is now is different. Uh, so her quote here is, uh, she said, Mr. McAlpine had been on a, quote, journey of change, and it was important for men to own up to their mistakes. Those lyrics were reprehensible, unacceptable, and have no place in our community, Miss Ratnam said. It speaks to the culture of toxic masculinity that so many men, so many young people, are vulnerable to and fall prey to. If we are going to change the culture of toxic masculinity, we need, we need more men to own up, take responsibility, apologize, and commit to change. Wow, that's surprisingly very reasonable. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. We're like, mm, me too. And, you know, he, he himself has said, he's like, I, I am sorry about that and I feel bad about it and it's shit and I have gone through a lot of change over the last, like, six to eight years or whatever of learning about all this sort of stuff. If I could go back in time and explain to myself why this is all a shitty attitude to have and shitty stuff to record, I would, but I can't. This is where I'm at now. Um, which, again, is pretty reasonable. And... So the problem with all of this is acting like everything that everyone has ever said at any point in their life is equally applicable now. And a also just from acting like other parties don't use drugs and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I, I, just in general, acting like anyone who's a political candidate can never have done a thing wrong is not great. Well, yeah, like... And this is a thing that's going to apply to, like, basically everybody who was younger than me. You yeah, know, all like, of uh, well, yeah, like I, I think I was, I was, I would consider myself of that first generation of people who, like, you know, got the internet on when they were teenagers, and then it has been there forever. Except now, for people who are, you know, ten years younger than me, it's been they've had access to the internet and Facebook and all that shit for their entire lives, and it is just part of the fabric of our society, for better or worse. The difference is, I guess, like, you know, if if I had been posting shit stuff online on various websites, like, uh, you know, in the fucking whatever it would have been, the, the like, around the year 2000 or something like that, let's say, there's probably just a lot more chance that those websites would have, like, shut down or gone mm. into disuse or something, whereas... If you've been using Facebook since you were 12, you've probably posted something fucking dumb on there. What a nightmare. (laughs) What a fucking nightmare. It's bad enough reading my old post from when I was like 18. It's like, the epic World of Warcraft for the win. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) how is that different to what you're doing now? Oh, (laughs) now there's Black Ops, so... Let well, epic Call of Duty for the win now. <laughs> there, there was another candidate of theirs. Um, <clears throat> there's another candidate of theirs. Uh, the ABC can also reveal that the Greens candidate in the safe liberal seat of Sandringham, Dominic Phillips, liked Facebook pages that are degrading to women and racist. The pages Mr. Phillips liked included period pains. Try waiting for your porn to download. <laughs> right. Oh boy! Wow. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> 
Twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> little slut. Sure. Name one guy you haven't fucked. Oh, and, goodness. And I'd swim in the ocean for you. Lol, JK, I'd get my turban wet. Uh, hmm. I'm not sure I follow. I don't. <laughs> Me either. In response to questions from the ABC, a Green spokesman said Mr. Phillips had made some stupid decisions on social media. Quote, these are pages that he liked as a young teenager and do not reflect his values. They are offensive and crass and he apologizes. So, like, we're literally talking about just a dumb page that you liked when you were, like, fucking 14. Or and whatever. also, there's, like, there's never any attempt to, like talk through this stuff to say well look what do you what do you believe now like what are, um what's your stance on these issues and you know what do you, you feel about can... getting your turban wet well that's right yeah <laughs> but, but like you know the i guess the grosser like sexual stuff and, and, and what have you it's all just like hey look at this turd that you laid 10 we years caught ago. you we caught you we, yeah, yeah we we got you like there's absolutely no and it's kind of like um I guess, like, so a lot of this is irony, but obviously some of it's, you know, you, you do stuff that you're, that you're ashamed of when you're younger um, because you're younger and you haven't fully formed your brain yet. And, like, if you don't... Uh, if there's no room for these people to succeed, then what's the point of rehabilitating yourself and changing your behaviours as you, as you go along if you're just going to be punished for the things that you have done uh, or believed previously, right? Like, like there's no... You, you lose the ability for people to, to grow and to and to move forward. But the other thing, I think I think Lucy said it like earlier that, that you just like the only people then that succeed in politics are these horrible mutants that were like birthed at age forty six <laughs> with no hair on their entire body. <laughs> and they just like they get out of the pod and they put on uh, the worst suit in the world and then stand in front of an LMP podium. And say yes, we we're for uh, getting rid of safe schools, whatever that is, right? Like that, that's the only room then that there yeah. is in politics for those people. They're just these horrible mutants that have that haven't lived a day in their life. Yeah, like they're right now as a political class across the spectrum that are just like doing lines after lines of cocaine by being like, <laughs> they thought they could get into politics after saying that they liked weed. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's this weird sort of yeah, it, it's a it's a purity well, that selects for these polished, visibly just by just featureless. fucked people. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 ridiculous though because it's this complete inversion of what I think a reasonable society should consider to be an actual virtue. So, to me, having done shit stuff in your past and being able to admit to it. And like you said, explain what you have learned and what your understanding is of what's different. Because I can certainly say from my own perspective that like, yeah, thinking back, I think of like myself as in my teens in high school and stuff like that, just being a piece of shit, just making tons of tons of sexist and racist and homophobic jokes, because those are things that you hear and you repeat them. And in my case, I grew up in a very white town. I was not exposed to a lot of, uh, like, a lot of different kinds of people. I, like, I I don't think there was anybody who was, like, out in my high school. Mm. There were definitely tons of people who were gay, but there was nobody who was out. 
So it was fine for everybody to make jokes at the expense of gay people because we all watched fucking Eddie Murphy raw and said, Haha, I'm going to make all the same jokes. Hey, now I'm just going to give you an idea for like a comedic bit. And now you tell me how funny this is. What if Mr. T was gay? Oh, oh. <laughs> now, um, do you reckon you could get 10 minutes of material out of that? Absolutely. Maybe a, maybe a tight five. <laughs> but like... <laughs> Yeah, and so so for me, I can absolutely admit to that and say that's where just where I was at in life with the people that I was surrounded by and the things people tell you are funny and all that sort of stuff. And I can look at it now and go, hmm, regretful, but I'm not like that anymore because it's fucking, you know, 20 years later and I have changed and I have grown and all that sort of thing. Nobody is perfectly woke, all that sort of shit. Whereas instead, what we're presenting as a virtuous person is instead somebody who has been groomed from a very young age to come out of their fucking awful Tory private school and and instead we've got these people who you know also have all these shitty qualities but the difference is that they've been taught which ones to keep hidden from the public mm. and by doing that you're instead providing those people with far less of a chance to grow by having those sorts of people where it's like, oh, you know, you can make awful sexist and racist jokes and everything, but here's all the people you don't do it in front of and you don't do it in front, you know, you don't make it on record, you don't post it online and all that sort of thing, which is a, like way more like saying, yes, this is good and correct. It's everyone else who's wrong about it, you know? Now, this brings us to something that I wanted to figure out on the show here, which is... The whole thing of, in, in the case of some of these people who have now lost their jobs over posts, basically, I wanted to formulate a show canon position on doxing people and getting them fired. Mm. Now, I'm going to start from a, a simple proposition. Trying to get someone fired for posts is a cop move. Agreed. It is I'd cop behavior. Yeah, I mostly agree. Appealing to someone's employee uh, employer is narc behavior. To my I, mind. So, as as a baseline for this conversation, that is what I would say. I think that, like, whenever you see, well, yeah, whenever you see that shit on like Twitter of you know a, a writer or someone else like. Um, just tell someone to fuck off and stick their head up their ass and they reply like I saw um, a friend of the show Karen Gaia mm -hmm. uh, who like tweeted something at one of the Krasenstein brothers or even just about them and he replied to her and she said ah, get out of here dickhead and he replied by tagging in all of the different publications that were in her byline uh. <sighs> saying, oh, I just wondered what they would think of this kind of thing. And she's like, yeah, great job trying to get me fired. And he's like, oh, I'm not trying to get anyone fired. I'm just curious about what they think of someone who writes for them posting this kind of stuff. And it was just this pathetic charade of trying <sighs> to act like he's not actively trying to get somebody fired for this shit. Yeah. But it is a total cop move. Please. And I think the only exceptions are things like, this guy's the head of a women's committee. And posting insanely misogynistic shit or something. Yeah, I think I think there are all, all these various lines. And I would say, like, I, I think one of the big problems with it as a thing in general, something that has become a thing, mm. is that 
when left-wing people say, hey, here's someone who posted, like, dumb racist shit online and we've figured out that they work at Starbucks. So, let's all tweet at Starbucks and say, look yeah. at this person doing this yeah, thing. Let's, and get get this, fired. let's get this minimum wage employee fired because uh, she said, um, eat my ass, bitch, to Bill Mitchell or something. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and, like, left-wing people do it to right-wing people too. And I think that the problem with that is... It's bad precedent. Well, you're setting the precedent. Okay, mm. this is the battlefield, and this is this is now a valid thing to do. Yeah, and, and I think we're we're sitting down here and we're having all these moral considerations or what have you. Going, oh, you know, in this case, we maybe, and then, well, you know, when you've got this, then maybe not or whatever. But like, you put that into 4chan, um, or like you know the truly dire like Reddits that are on the right or what have you, and they it's just a feeding frenzy, right? Like they they don't have those qualms, which is why. It is a horrible precedent to set, I think, to, to try and try and do this because while we're amanaring, they're just waging absolute nuclear warfare. Mm. And and we are making it okay, I think. When you when you do that, you're making it okay for the same thing to happen to like uh, a leftist who said that Jeff Bezos should get the guillotine. You know, oh, they advocated for murder, murder. of a prominent figure. And, and yes, I think but another I, problem, but ironically. Yes. Uh, and I think that there is another issue, which is that it's something that continues, like, you're actively participating in continuing to blur the line between having a private life and a public life. You're continuing to blur that line between, like, your boss's ownership of your behavior out in the real world, yeah. what you can say and do in your private life. Like, you're... If you're, if you're setting the precedent that everything that anyone says online at all times, you should be thinking, what if someone showed this to my employer? Then all, all you're effectively saying is that, ah, oh, well, we're all signing up to the idea that our boss owns everything that we say and do outside of work too. And that fucking sucks. I'm very not on board with that. Yeah, that's no good. And like, I do think about... Just, just for like generally shitty sort of right wing or conservative posts or someone, just somebody being like uh, racist and shitty or saying that like, oh, I hope all the people who, you know, show up um, at the border should get shot by the National Guard or I hope that like any, any refugees who turn up in a boat get sunk by our Navy or whatever. It's a fucking terrible thing to say. But it, it is the kind of thing that makes me go, like, if you're just talking about sh- general shitty right-winginess, what what are we achieving in that case by, like, making someone's life more economically precarious by having them fired from their job? Is that going to actually do anything? Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not deplatforming them because, like, there's no way that's going to make their views any better or less heard. Well, my my question is, in the case of some of those people, like, if you're talking about people who already held a position of, oh, leftists are the new censors, and we're living in 1984, where the SJWs will punish you for wrong think and all that sort of shit, is having someone fired for a shit tweet going to do anything other than possibly pushing them further down the path to being radicalized yeah. against the left? I, I now, don't I, think so. I, I think that there is a line there, obviously, between, like, just general shitty sentiments versus, like, the Richard Spencers of the world. Yeah, I mean, if they, like, post a photo 
of them in their like fucking Comcast truck wearing a KKK outfit. You know, that presents like, I don't know. I, I think there are some lines there where it's like, ah, okay, well, I'm probably happy with you not being able to be openly a Nazi at your job sort of stuff, you know, like there are definitely lines where I think it is fine to actively. Well, see, that's an interesting one to me as well, though, because in in that instance that you're talking about, I would look at that and say, I am sure that in that situation, Comcast would be interested to know that somebody is like, you know, if you're doing that shit where you're posting from your Facebook account with your real name on it that says, works at Comcast, and you're posting fucked up stuff, I'm sure that Comcast themselves would want to know about that. But then I was thinking about this the other day and sort of thinking like, but yeah, also like, are we cops for corporations now? Mm. Are we like, like, do you give a fuck about whether something like reflects poorly on Comcast and its shareholders' values? I do care about, like, I mean, obviously that's a made-up example, but I mean, I don't know. There's something about allowing openly white supremacist people to be able to happily thrive is not ideal. Well, see, this is where I was sort of thinking that, to me, where the line starts to come in is when people are not just someone who has shitty views or says, you know, just racist stuff or misogynist stuff or whatever. To me, it's when it is clear that somebody is like, you know, like someone organizes rallies of Nazis. Somebody is actually like in some kind of leadership position in one of these groups. Somebody is actually involved in organizing for like alt-right or far-right groups. That's the point at which... I want someone to see that being involved in that kind of stuff should not be compatible with living in a pluralistic society. Yeah. That's the point at which, like, you you want the Richard Spencers of the world yeah. to, to go, oh, if I, like, organize Nazi rallies, I get fired from my job. I can't hold down a job. I can't fucking just get through life doing this stuff like uh, that's the activity that I genuinely want disrupted versus someone that's perhaps just swept up in in it and may not be may, may be too ignorant perhaps to understand <coughs> the full well, like, even just just um, like you know just general shitty posts that are doing nothing other than kind of just trying to upset a stranger sure. you know what i mean yeah. just mm-hmm. the just the back and forth that we all get into with people online that kind of stuff i wouldn't go i'm gonna try and fucking get this guy fired but when you're talking about like your blair cottrell's and your richard spencer's and your people like your baked alaskas people who actually want to like make a living out of this shit and have a really active influence in radicalizing other people at that point i'm fine with get someone fired from their job, tell the police about what they're doing, whatever the fuck. If you think someone's presenting some kind of real danger, that is kind of fine to me. Um, and I, like, I guess I do think that there are times when this type of thing can be good. And like, let's, let's have as an example, um, Clementine Ford, right? So right. Clementine Ford, 
uh, feminist writer. Um, she writes a lot of very feminist things and accordingly receives lots of death and rape threats online um, via Facebook. Now, she has also made a thing of when people send these things to her from their Facebook account with their real name on it that says, um, I work at this place. She will contact people's employers. Um, and that is her prerogative to do that. But she also does it with, like, school students. Because she gets things from, like... Um, Teenage she boys. Gets, yeah, she gets things from, like, 16, 17-year-old boys from their Facebook account that says, I go to fucking Tory Grammar Sydney Private School at this place. And she contacts the school and goes, Hey, what do you think of this that your students are sending to people? And I look at that as an example and think, that's probably the perfect time to do that. Yeah, that, that may actually be corrective. Yeah, mm. like that, that to me is like basically the perfect teaching point at which to show someone the stuff that you're doing has impacts in your real life. Yeah. You are affecting other people. It is affecting yourself in a way that is probably going to scare the living shit out of that kid. But also in a way that isn't necessarily going to, like, Get totally derail your shit, life. Yeah. I think my... I reckon the perfect way to deal with that sort of stuff... I don't know. I feel a bit iffy about doing it with the school, but, like... Dobbing these people into their mums that is, mm. is the best <laughs> and the funniest fucking thing in the world. Where, like, just yeah. imagine having your mum be like, oh, huh. it looked like you sent a message to someone saying, I'm going to rape you, you feminist slut. Mm. Uh, and I feel like having your mum talk you out of that would probably be one of the most, like, formative experiences. Just, just devastating conversations. Yeah. Like, because like, that, that's really the thing that needs to happen there, which is, like, as you said, is having them realize that you're not just typing in words into a box and they're going nowhere. This is something you're person. genuinely doing to another person. And I genuinely, I think as a teen, you have this like weird solipsism where you don't, you don't realize, realize? it's an actual person on oh, the other yeah. end of it. Yeah. yeah. And also like up to a certain point of adolescence, um, well, up, up to a certain point of childhood and adolescence, your brain genuinely does not, comprehend like uh long-term repercussions for things mm. like that that actually takes yeah that actually takes a certain amount of time for your brain to grasp that and i think having having a very stark reminder of that at a very formative age in your life before you have properly gone out into the real world is pretty much perfect um obviously they aren't all going to be this situation but like it's so like i said i just i genuinely feel torn about normalizing the behavior of trying to get people fired from their jobs i think that there are also potentially like unseen repercussions to that where like yeah maybe a guy does really shitty posts and then you get him fired and then him and his wife and child are homeless like yeah because yeah. as far as far as like financial precarity goes if you very suddenly get fired and can't find a job anytime soon, for a lot of people, it's only a couple of weeks between that and being out on the street. And you you genuinely don't know from this sort of stuff, like, who, who else in that person's life uh, that's going to affect. And, like, th there is the one big area of this that I'm torn on, right? Which is, 
I understand the motivation of people who want to do this stuff. I understand when the motivation is, I want this person to be forced to take some responsibility for the thing that they're doing. I want this to have an impact on it them. It is satisfying. Right? That's the hard, like, you can't deny that seeing someone who's been, like, a huge fucking racist shit on the internet is like, well, I just got fired from the water park that I worked at. There is a moment of being like, <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> uh, like, but it sucks. Yeah, and and I guess, like, um, you know, if there's someone that we can we can possibly talk to about being a woman who has been harassed on the internet a great deal. <clears throat> Lucy. <clears throat> oh, me, me, right. <laughs> I'm sure you have received more than your fair share of just very dumb shit from guys, right? Yeah. And I'm just very conscious that when having this conversation about like, Oh well, if you if you you know get a guy fired, maybe it'll have some other effects in his life, or maybe it'll just drive him further down the road to be yeah. extremely right wing and murdering people and all that sort of stuff. What I'm very conscious of is that that as a conversation can also be cast as well. Where is the line in exactly how much shit women are supposed to put up with? Yeah, well, it's true. That's just a nuanced thing. Like the. We're talking about like teenagers I think that is like the perfect time where it's like when you're a teen you're a fucking idiot and you do stupid shit that you don't understand it has consequences and hurts other people and that is a time where you would you know tell someone school or something like that but then there's the guys that are just genuinely like 40 year old fucking misogynist pieces of shit and I don't know it's difficult to know where to like draw the line it's probably also worth noting that we are a podcast of four white people Talking about the proper response to being harassed by racists on the internet. Like, it is it is very easy for us to say, well, you know, of course you want to get them fired, but you shouldn't. But we're also not on the receiving end of any of this. Mm. I mean, to, you know, yeah. So it's tough. Well, I suppose we are also talking about a very wide-ranging thing here in the sense that, you know, we've moved all the way from disingenuously presenting someone's decade-old shit posts as yeah. a mark of them being unfit to to operate in a job or in society all the way through to fuck you, you bitch know, i'm gonna kill you yeah, yeah how are you supposed to respond to like uh rape and death threats and stuff like that and i like personally i think that uh, there's a well, spectrum there's a big spectrum in there where we can say some a, things are fine and some things are not fine there is a spectrum but also like in an ideal world, if somebody was, like, uh, sending you a bunch of things online saying, I'm going to rape and kill you, you could turn that over to the police. And, and the police would, would go happen. and knock on that person's door mm. and say, what the fuck are you doing? But we don't but, live in that world. <laughs> but that's not the experience so many women have. I mean, and it's also the same deal as, like... It's not exactly the same as dumping someone into their employer, but at the, the, when you empower corporations to police I don't know it's hard because say you did like giving the police the power to do that as well based on speech is hard because it's very 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 hard to tell how sincere or how serious something is on the internet mm. and like you know I've tweeted like, this is something that I got in trouble with, with, like, Twitter. I got suspended a whole bunch of times because someone that we were fighting with on the internet 
search my tweets for kill and my like stock response for any time anyone did a good own on me was to say I am going I'm to, going kill, to you. kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you said that to me a bunch of times. Yes. And like, if you don't know who I am and you don't know that I'm friends with someone and I have just literally tweeted a death threat at someone, you know, it, I can't expect that some cop is going to be like, wait a second, I think this is on irony level three. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's but a reference to this meme. We need irony this- cops. Irony cops, trained <laughs> irony policemen. No, you need good irony community policing. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, that that kind of overlaps with another conversation we've had, Ben, about like, yes, you would make that joke to me, but then if like um, someone you don't know attempts to do that online and says, I'm going to kill you, you go, huh. Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, people see that they're like, oh, that's how guys do jokes. Well, I'll do one of those. I'm going to fucking kill you, motherfucker. I have no <laughs> idea who you are. I, Why have you tweeted this to me? Well, it's like I, I, I tweeted something incredibly inane during the week about my, my preference between the various McMuffins. <laughs> and <laughs> great lead into anything. Uh-huh. Well, and you just, and you get people like that you don't know replying to you with like, shut the fuck up. And you're just like... Yeah. Please don't do this. Please don't, don't try to you. talk Rude. to us like friends talk to each other. It's very yes. strange. Very off-putting. Person, person who doesn't follow me, who I don't follow, who I've never interacted with before. It's I, not that true. I'm particularly incensed and, uh, because you have the correct McMuffin opinion as well. Wait, yeah, what well, is the... I disagree. Hit us with it. The, so, uh, the, the, sausage the sausage and egg, the... egg McMuffin is superior to the bacon and That's egg correct. McMuffin. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then but the worst part about it was, the worst part about it was having to receive like 600 replies from people uh-huh. who all went on to present a third option and then say, I choose this option. I'm like, well, what's the possible third yeah. option? Well, people are like, oh, the Mighty Muffin is better what or what you got to do. Uh, just is that the two of thing. them combined? Uh, possibly. And then like, oh, uh, these Americans going, well, you actually want to get the... McGriddle? The, Is it the McGriddle? Yeah, you want to get the McGriddle or the, the fucking... the McGriddle? Or the sausage and egg biscuit. They get fucking biscuits. Yeah, they and biscuits. I was like, it's not what we're talking about. I, I presented about a, a... Breakfast scones here, right? Just to be clear. <laughs> yes, it's like a breakfast scone. scone. The point being, though, that I presented a binary of choice and said, out of these two things, this one is better. And all these people chime in to go, well, here's another thing that I like more than both of them. Mm. It's like, also not even the conversation. <laughs> if, I, if I was going to choose a, a breakfast thing from McDonald's, I'd be getting the big brekkie burger. Hey, if I was going to formulate the perfect McMuffin, it'd be a sausage McMuffin, but also there's $100,000 in cash bills. In the middle, <laughs> and I take them out before I eat them. I'll take mine on the side, please. <laughs> oh, you don't want sauce on your buddy. <laughs> but um, but yes, like we said, it's all very complicated. There's all the different levels of to what extent is this so person. Our being official serious. show policy is, is it I, depends. Don't, I I don't know. <laughs> it depends on lots of things. There well, you go. Please don't try and I, I, get us fired for irony. Thank you. Yeah, I think yes. I think the official show policy is that it's a bad precedent to set to set to try and get someone fired for tweets yes. in general, because like you said, Ben, you're effectively getting into the realms there where you're saying, "Hey, you know who polices social behavior in our society? Corporations." Yeah, and because yeah. I think that the key thing here is that although it might work in your favor when they do 
fire someone who is clearly fucking racist, they're not doing it because it is a, according to, like, good internal values on their behalf. They're doing it because of a, like, morally agnostic social media policy. You know, that they just want yep. to divest themselves of any risk whatsoever. So if someone mm. was like, oh, look, you've got someone who's uh, an anarcho-communist who works for you, who tweeted stuff about guillotines, they're going to be like, well, that's the same as racism. And we yeah, will get no, rid of if, them. If, yeah, if, they, if somebody got doxxed as being like a member of Antifa, yeah. they would be like, ooh, lots of people think that that's a violent extremist organization, mm. so we will fire you. And yeah, I think it's all just putting power into the wrong hands. And the power basically. should be in my hands. Yes, clutching a clutching a two hundred thousand dollar McMuffin. Yeah. <laughs> so um, perhaps we will close out with um, with what Joanna Nilsson wrote in her article, which I agree with. So as she said, what I've come to realize is this: we've all said and done stupid things on the internet, especially if you're under forty. That's what normal people do. What politics needs is more normal people. Nurses, activists, single mothers, social and disability workers, tradies and young people. Legislators should not just be from a background of wealth and privilege, groomed for politics for decades with power to make their mistakes vanish. Young people without these resources are going to have the specter of social media looming over them if they put their hands up. But we have to ask ourselves some big questions about what we deem to be acceptable foibles in our representatives. Very true. I agree. Wonderful. Hmm. So, um, shout out to Joanna. Yeah, it was fucking bogus that she had to step down. Honestly, that sucks ass. Uh, Especially since I think after it happened to more than one candidate, they decided to rally around the other ones, but she was Yeah, it became clear that it was a pattern that was was happening. And, yeah, big, big boo to the Labour Party for leading that effort because... Boo to you. But also congrats, Daniel Andrews. Yeah, like congrats, but also, I don't know, like, like I said, just just really disappointing to see how hard they were all, including Daniel Andrews, they were all leaning into this, like, ah, oh, see, more proof that the Greens have a problem with misogyny and sexism in their mm, ranks. Yeah. Because someone said, fuck a sucker, ding dong, 12 <laughs> years ago. 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, really ahead of the curve. Pioneer. Really <laughs> Way ahead, ahead of the curve. Of the curve. Uh, thanks for joining us, folks. Jeez. As always, if you would like um, an extra bonus episode every week, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash Vista. Slap down your five clams on the counter. Someone will um, wrap up a special episode for you in butcher's paper. Mm-hmm. Push it across the counter to you. You will receive no change. <laughs> uh, crime pass for this week. Um, you can tweet about uh, how good Nangs are. Tweet about your, your or drug Facebook of choice. Post. Or yeah. not your drug of choice. If that's yeah. not your thing. Whatever you like. Yeah. Are nangs illegal? I don't, I don't think uh, they're illegal really. up until the point you put it in your mouth. Yeah, I think they're... <laughs> Frowned upon, that's really for sure. sure. <laughs> Frowned if you know the no, legal there was status of, of nangs in Australia. I don't know if it was in Melbourne, but there was the, um, there was the place where... Someone was just running a delivery service, a late night delivery service, nangs, and they would yeah. bring you around crates of nangs. Can you imagine the sound that car makes? It's <laughs> <laughs> going over speed bumps. <laughs> Even the <laughs> smallest <laughs> box <laughs> of <laughs> nangs is just like. <laughs> anyway. My goodness. Uh, so, until next week, everybody, thank you for your time. We'll see you later. Bye.
Bye. Bye.